Welcome to episode two, Competitive Things. Episode two, season one. It's time to start to their NCAA women's basketball. Or it's time to throw myself off of a tall building because there's no joy left in the world. And nothing matters. I am Jimmy Marino. I'm Sabah. And yeah, I, I, I feel less so about the throwing off the building. <laughs> but wait. No, I'm just going to do the surprise now. Listeners, we were completely wrong <laughs> in our um, in our predictions for the final of the game. We thought UConn Is that was going to be playing South Carolina. It didn't happen that way. Jimmy took it hard. I have, I have something to share. Oh, no. <laughs> What's that? <happening? laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. This I don't is, know what's about to happen. This is, this is a voice, part oh. of a voice message that Jimmy left me the I'm night gonna... that uh, UConn lost. I hate myself. And it was so sad. <laughs> and this is just a small, small yeah. sample. A worthless piece of human sacks of meat and skin and bone and muscle and hair and shit and dirt and, <laughs> and gingivitis and... <laughs> Um, wait. Yeah, we are worthless pieces of human sex of me and and kill you in your sleep. <laughs> so I hope everyone could hear that. It was a whole soliloquy. Um and that was like the the most lighthearted part of it. There was something about putting a porcupine in your mouth. Ooh. Oh, well, because you want to know why? I have been watching um, on, oh, Basil. My, the light is reflecting off my phone, and Basil's a cat, and she's trying to chase the light as it reflects onto the wall. She's the weirdest dog. Um, but I've been watching the Netflix show called Night on Earth, and there was a really cool part about a porcupine. So that was probably what I had just watched while I drunkenly sent you that. Ah, Night on Earth. Is that, <laughs> depressing your, message. Is that your Jimmy's one to watch? Oh my gosh, Jimmy's one to watch. Honestly? Yeah. Is it good? It's a very fun show. It's very good. It's better than I thought. Also, though, I do watch it like when I'm really tired, drunk, or high, or both, or all three. So, um, boop. Maybe it's not good. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to, I'll start by talking about the South Carolina Stanford game because I watched that one. And then you can talk about UConn, Arizona. And then we can talk about the final a little bit. And we can talk about whatever. South Carolina versus Stanford. For me, probably the best game that I saw all tournament. Like, Lot that was incredible. So many blocks, just blocks on block. Hole, Brink, uh, Pretzel, Boston. Everybody was just fucking Pretzel. I mean, became a little legend. Yeah, a little legend. Um, I'm tempted to say Pretzel is also my player of the tournament simply because no one expects a bench player to win you a tournament, but here we are. And I honestly think right. that she did. Um, She's the reason that they made the final four. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
I just need to find an interesting no, way no. to say yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so, wow. And also, what Hopeful. a dramatic ending. <laughs> South Carolina easily could have been in the final. Easily. And, I'm, like, yeah. still so – it's still so wild to me that – well, we haven't talked about the championship, but basically Stanford's final four wins, both game came on – like, we, they came within inches of losing both times. But anyway, mm-hmm, continue. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not wrong about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so oh, yes, yes. The tree went on to the final. Um, Aaliyah Boston had an opportunity to win it for South Carolina at the buzzer. Couldn't quite get it to fall, but hats off to South Carolina for making that game the best game of the fucking tournament. Right there. I'm going to pass it over to you, little Jim James. Wait, James. I do... Before we switch games, I do think I do want to talk about there were two really important calls or no calls at the end of that game. Uh-huh, One yeah, was a kick ball or the Stanford defender, which respect if you play basketball, you know, like sometimes if you need to stop a play, you, you kick it and they get the ball back. But if you need to stop it, like whoops, dubs, mm-hmm. like eh, <laughs> nothing else you can do. Just get but that's absolutely what the Stanford player did. And they were just like, keep going, whatever. And then Stanford ended up with the ball, yeah. which would have changed everything. To be honest, I forgot what other play was really important, but I think it was a no call on a foul. Um, and anyway, the only reason I'm saying this because the way that the last five minutes of that game played out, I do think South Carolina deserved to win um, because they got a couple calls against them or like no calls that went in Stanford's favor. And I thought that that really changed the outcome of the game. Well, I don't think they deserve to win more than Stanford. They both played really well, but I just wanted to acknowledge that because South Carolina played really, really well. Yeah. Yep, they did. And I'll, the no call, I mean, uh, I, I just want to say yeah. on that, like, South Carolina still had an opportunity to win the game. You know, it, it did. So it right. changed the game a lot, but it wasn't a game-breaking decision like the UConn call versus Baylor was. Right. They still had their chance to win, and they didn't. You're right. Anyways, lovely, You're lovely correct, game. Person. Lovely game. Yes, and congrats to Tara Vanderveer. She was already the winningest coach in women's basketball history. Um, She surpassed Pat Summit, and Gina Oriam is right behind her now. Um, But she just got her third championship, and honestly, it was Mm -hmm. well-deserved. Stanford's been too good for too long to only have three championships, so good for them. Whatever, whatever. (laughs) Whoop-de-doo. Tara Vanderveer, if you feel like it. We are. (laughs) Come on our podcast, I guess. If any of our um, listeners, a.k.a. like three friends and a mom, um, know Tara Vanderveer, ask her if she wants to be on the podcast. Hey, Tara. Um, or, oh or, Pretzel. or Pretzel. I want to talk Oh, my God. I want to talk to Pretzel. Oh, but the most important, um, the most important question. Who from um, the all Final Four teams would you want to be your roommate? Which player? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, or yeah, would just yeah. be your best friend? Like, like, imagine you're like a college freshman. And you're like, oh, yeah, look, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to learn so much. And then you have like your, your college doormate. That's what you sound like. Oh. Yeah. Out of the Final Four teams? Yeah. I don't know. You go first. You sound like you had an idea. Okay, I think I would choose um, Zaya Cook from, is that her name? From South Carolina, the guard that just like went mm-hmm. off? Yeah. Yeah. She was just the shit. She ran around. She was fast as fuck and she shot a bunch of threes and she just looks like she was high energy and just literally went for it. And I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be best friends. 
I think I would say Destiny Henderson uh, of South Carolina, the point guard. I hope I said both of her names. What they actually is that? Are. I'm thinking that's Destiny Henderson, right? I had, there's two guards for South Carolina. I think I'm talking about the one that kind of showed up and went off during the Stanford game. Not the one who's like the team leader and consistently amazing. Yeah, the one that showed up in the Stanford game was definitely Zaya Cook. Okay, yeah. then that's what I was talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is also interesting because her name is spelled like Zia, uh, like the, the symbol on New Mexico State flag and the symbol that's from the Zia tribe. But she said, I. Whoa, wait. Cool. Do you want to talk about that? That's actually something that might <laughs> mad, like, be something of substance. Substance. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, the only thing I'll say about it is um, it's a great symbol. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, it's also, though, it's it's like, the Zia tribe has been very cool about letting the state of New Mexico use it on their flag, but probably deserve to get more benefit from that being the case. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know if they get like a percent of every time that someone like buys a thing that has the Zia symbol on it. I don't think they do. Honestly, if they got a fucking nickel for every time someone from Albuquerque got a Zia symbol tattooed on them, they'd be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow! Yeah, a brief history of the Zia symbol. Everyone, there it is. Um, <laughs> from I have a PhD in symbology. Google it. Oh, okay. um, but seriously, I didn't. I didn't have any any idea what that was called, or any idea that the state of New Mexico is kind of co opting it from indigenous people. So yeah. now we know. Now we know. Other wait. Other um, interesting ooh. note. Um, a family oh, member of oh, mine. You do it. Um, had a really complicated, long Iranian name, and then he changed it to Zia. And so every time he comes to New Mexico, he goes and visits the Zia Pueblo, and he's like, hey, my name's Zia. And he usually gets, you know, a mixed reaction. Most people are like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I would Most think people are like, okay. because she seems like she would have your back. Like, if, you know, if you got into some shit, you know. Like if if it's like hey hey yeah hey, hey, freshman you you gotta go and like eat a jar of pickle juice and then like and then run around or, or you know some stupid shit like that that people do um, it seems like she would be like um, no he doesn't have to do that and then it, it would be fine <laughs> yeah I'm sorry I'm still fully stuck in the fact I'm just picturing your cousin walking. <laughs> Up to people and just going, Hi, my name's Zia, and then being like, Please get out of my house. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing here? Like, it is like, it is like that's that. like someone walking, just strolling up into my yard and being like, Hello, my name is American Eagle or Bald Eagle, whatever the fuck Americans think we own when we have nonsense bullshit. Just like, okay, or that's like, really funny, like, but hey, anyway, my, like name's, the- uh, my name's Maple Syrup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, my name used to be something a lot longer, but I just changed it to maple syrup. <laughs> so I come to Vermont every year. Oh my god, that is so funny. Um, 
cool. Yeah, Destiny seems like a cool best friend. I'll be psycho. <laughs> can I bet they're best friends so we can all hang out? It'd be cool. great. <laughs> it's gonna be a really good time. Um, oh my gosh! Before I talk about the next the actual thing that we are supposed to talk about, um, I want to talk about. Did you see? Um, it kind of sucks because I know for a while I really like Draymond Green as a player, even though he's kind of has an attitude, but like. His attitude kind of got out of control. And did you see what he said on Twitter recently? I did not. He kind of went off in a way that kind of sucks. Um, he basically went on this little rant, unprovoked, um, talking about like, like, oh, if women's athletes or um, people who play in women's leagues um, are like mad about like the pay gap, like... Um, he said a couple dumb things, like really annoying things. And then he tagged, oof, it was just really stupid and short-sighted. He was like, until you get more revenue, the leagues that you play for are always going to point to that as a reason that you shouldn't get more money in your paycheck as a salary, right? As a player, which like, okay, like that's a fact that women's leagues typically don't bring in as much money as men's leagues. But when you look at the college game, the only sport, the only sport that brings in money is college football, men's college basketball, huge red hole, like in the red for the NCAA. So kind of a bullshit argument. And professionally you're just giving like legitimacy to a bullshit argument that literally is founded in sexism. If you want the women's games to make more money, give them more money, promote them more, give them more airtimes on big networks in the game. Don't just like shun them to like showing the WNBA championship game one on ESPN. And that'd be the only game you show all year. Right. And then after he said that, he just goes on to say tags like super Diana Taurasi, Megan Rapinoe, Neka Agumake, who I talked about in the last podcast, who's the in charge of the WNBA players association. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of all of these women who have been so active, not only in the fight to get equal pay, but into like um, overturn and um, lobby against bills that would prevent trans girls from playing um, in the women's leagues and sports in high school, all the way up to professional um, people who are doing the work on the ground, right? Social justice, gender equality, all the things. He tagged them all and then said, and if all, like, basically something along the lines of, like, and if all you do is, like, bitch, nothing's going to change. You actually got to get out and do stuff. And it was just like, ew, Draymond Green, have you literally never paid attention to anything in your life? You stupid buffoon who gets 75 technical fouls a year and 75 points a year. You can fuck off. I don't like him. <laughs> Want to come on our podcast? You can. <laughs> I know you really did. <laughs> um, wait, the other thing I saw about him recently, I saw a gif of a, of a call. Where he's like all like, oh my uh-huh. god, like somebody hit me in the face. I'm like so mad. And then the replay was like it was his teammate like slapping him in the head. Um <gasps> yeah, so Draymond, please. <laughs> what? I don't yeah, I love how Oh my god, wait. I love how it's just completely unprovoked too. I'm I'm reading I just Googled it and I'm kinda like reading the tweets here. And he's like, first of all, the first tweet, he he tags fucking yeah, like you were saying, Diana Taurasi, Super, fucking all these huge players. And he says, follow these next p- tweets, please. What the fuck? I, I, know, I know. I know. How about I don't? Attention, <laughs> ladies. I fucking. Yeah. Mm-mm. I, but the thing is, the thing is, though, that also makes me laugh is he tagged some like 
the people who are possibly the best in history at their sport. Meanwhile, he's like, when when his when the Golden State Warriors were on top, the team he was on, they won like a shit ton of championships, right? And then two of their players got injured, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson got injured, and their team was like one of the worst in the NBA, and he was still on the team. Like, and he went out and had the audacity to say, "Listen up, all time greats of women's basketball and soccer, my scrub ass is gonna tell you what's up." And he's like a second string bitch on a lot of teams. Also, yeah, I, I see this whole thing he has here, like some point about how Paige Bucker should go to the WNBA this year. And it's like, maybe she doesn't want to. Maybe she wants to finish playing in yeah. college. Well, or, like, what is it? There's also, there's also different rules for the WNBA. Um, the NBA allows players to go after one year in college and historically has let players like LeBron and Kobe go after high school. The WNBA says... Um, you need to stay through your senior year unless you turn tw- you're 22 at the time of the draft your junior year or a couple other rules, but they don't let people go after the first two years, which Gino Oriyama talked about it. I like when college players stay longer in college because it makes the college game better. Um, and I think makes the NBA better. And I think that's also why you see more the culture around women's basketball be more team oriented, whereas NBA players are like bouncing around, staying a year in different places and leaving if they don't win a championship in the first try. Kyrie Irving, fuck off. Um, but then women's players, you'll see, will get to the WNBA and a lot of times stay with the same team throughout, just like they did in college. However, I do still think that women should have the autonomy over their own careers and lives to make their own choice to go pro if they want to after their freshman year, especially if the NCAA prevents athletes from making money while in college because they do which is stupid yep, that's one of um but so there is a difference in rules there but if did draymond say anything about like like the fact that she's literally not eligible to go to the WNBA? um no <laughs> <laughs> okay well he's a buffoon yeah anyway do you want to talk about <laughs> do you want to talk about the other game i get to that <laughs> yeah i just i just like we didn't we didn't need this from him Ooh. you know there's plenty of fucking people talking about this yeah i all right you know fine but just the the luxury tone fuck off oh make a powerpoint make a know, and Kucha talk about so it. so welcome back to our podcast about the nca <laughs> women's final four everyone um <laughs> sorry we forgot what we were talking about for a minute but Okay, so the other game was UConn, Arizona. And I honestly, it was it was wild. And before I even talk about the game, I'm going to talk about the promo videos for the Women's Final Four and how everyone, including whoever edited this video, counted out Arizona wow. so much that Arizona was not even in the promo mm-hmm. video. It was Stanford, South Carolina, and UConn players featured. They weren't even there. And then Arizona goes out, beats UConn by like 10. And it wasn't, it was a consistent we're up by 10 for mm-hmm. most of the game. If UConn got close, we got within like five, and then just they went on a run and went up 10 again. It was, they had control of the entire game. Ari McDonald is inhuman. She's unreal. Her draft, elig- her like draft stock number, I just saw an article. She went like, she wasn't really on the radar, I guess, to be like a super high draft pick. And now she's slated to be top 10, top five, even going to the WNBA, which well deserved. Yeah. She's a beast. With- um, everyone was just overlooking this team a whole year, I guess. When, including me. When Ari McDonald passes the ball, it looks more like they put the ball in like one of those like pitching machines that baseball players use, and it just like 
<laughs> it fully does. She's just like exactly. Hey, that's the exact sound. Fukaka. Fukaka. <laughs> Fukaka. <laughs> also, you know what else is fucked up? They kept her out of the promo video, or the the whole team basically. Um, and I love what the Arizona coach did at the end of the game in the mm-hmm. huddle. It kind of went viral. She was sitting there talking to her team after they beat UConn and made it to the national championship, and she was so stoked. And you see her say like something along the lines of like, "They count us out, but fuck that," and like throw up and like fuck that, yeah. throw up two middle fingers, and just the whole team goes insane and it's just a great moment i am ready to see arizona women's basketball on the map and in the yeah, final four and probably like Fugato. i'm stoked for them you want to know how i know they were a really awesome team is i want to hate them because they beat uconn and i literally don't i know i just said i did but i, re- I really don't i'm che- i cheered for them in the championship hard um but oh yeah in a press conference after the final four win airy mcdonald had to literally say and i think we pronounced her name wrong um in the first podcast um probably pronounced other names wrong so i fucking suck and i apologize write in and let me know that i'm an idiot please and i'll correct it um write in who do i think i am (laughs) this is podcast but in a post game interview she just had to say i'm gonna say one more thing my name is ari not Mm. ari the whole tournament Mm. she'd been pronounced wrong and she was like i just wanted to say it (laughs) it's like this, like this, I'm excited also just to see what this women's tournament will do for years to come in women's college basketball, just because of the whole calamity with the weight room discrepancy and the meals discrepancy, um, and just not including Arizona and not pronouncing this woman's name right. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that now that gives like a little bit more clout to these athletes and to the coaches in the women's game and everyone who supports the women's game when they say, Make the shit equal. We we better not have to ask mm-hmm. for a weight room next year, you garbage bags. And that's the thing. Back to like what Draymond said. It's like we will see an increase in revenue when the sport is supported financially as much as the men's game is. Because the athletic, the athletes and the level of play will improve once they're empowered and emboldened to be the best that they can be. And they're literally only being held back. So I don't want to hear that it, the onus of responsibilities on the players to increase revenue. The onus is on the people who control whether or not they have a weight to lift and whether or not they have good meals to eat. Fucking NCAA can afford it. Ooh, but I I think legally, right? Isn't it like a title nine or 11 or whatever? Whatever law it is that is like, colleges have to have an equal amount of women's sports and men's sports and give out an equal amount of uh, scholarships for that. I think that applies to the media coverage and the tournaments, like they have to invest the same amount into each tournament legally. Yeah. It's title nine. Um, and I don't know. I know the opportunities have to be the same, but I don't know the language. And I don't know what kind of weird legal loopholes people can go through <laughs> and be like, Oh, but we just didn't know about the weights. I don't some garbage. Um, actually title nine is why, I couldn't play tennis in high school because obviously now this, this very serious topic is about me. Um, walk it up, <laughs> typical man. Um, but in, t- in high school, I couldn't play tennis because we had a women's tennis team, but a boys golf team, but we didn't have a women's golf team. So we can have a boys tennis team. So like, cause like it has to be equal. It has to be balanced out. Right. The opportunity, the amount of teams we needed needed to be the same. 
whether or not they were is the that why I always beat so. US tennis? That's the extent of my mind. Is that why I always win when we play tennis? Play. I'm going to start talking about the championship game, Stanford, Arizona, of which I really only know the end because I was in a pretty sad spot. And didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, go ahead. Go ahead and start. Go ahead. Just do it. Just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. Oh my god. Do get do get so Arizona and Stanford. Sometime in April 2021, they arrive at their final game of the season, oh the my NCAA god. championship. <laughs> um and then they play and it's a really good game from what I hear. Saba maybe can talk more about it. Actually, you should talk about it because I literally didn't watch it because I was sad. Uh, I just know yeah. the ending. I, so it was relatively low scoring. 53-54, I think, was the final score. Um, and for, for me, I think what happened is you just saw that Stanford was just a more balanced team, had more depth. If you look at the, the final score sheet, I think Ari had, like, 22 points. Um, and one other player on Arizona had, like, double-digit numbers. But they they had players who played, like, the whole game and didn't make a single point. Um, whereas, looking at Stanford's yeah. stats, almost every every one of their starters, you know, like, had a good contribution. Um, but Stanford needed all of that to win this game. I mean, they needed every little point they could get. They won by one. I seriously think that even though Ari McDonald was on the losing team, that she should have won most outstanding player of the oh NCAA tournament. Her team would never have made it that far. And like you said, Stanford's more well-rounded. So their players were like less valuable mm-hmm. in that sense to their team. They could have lost one and had someone like Pretzel come off the bench and substitute and have an amazing game. Arizona didn't have that depth. So oh, damn, Ari McDonald. I mean, she was incredible. She, she should have gotten that. She made first team all tournament, yeah, so that's it- good. But she should have gotten that trophy. No discredit to Haley Jones, who did win it from Stanford, though, who's also a phenomenal player and has the, like, hugest, like, ponytail <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And it's beautiful and incredible. And I don't know how I don't know how she plays with it because I literally, like, I had a very small ponytail for a time and it would sit on the back of my neck and I would literally <laughs> be like, I'm going to overheat and die. So props to her. <laughs> but yeah. Ari McDonald really yeah, played crazy did. well. It was, it like, also wasn't even a shot. Like, Aaliyah Boston in the... um in Sanford's final four game, like that was a, a three footer put back thing she's made a hundred times before. Aaron McDonald it was like a weird scrambling turnaround three from like four feet behind the line, and it was just like yeah. went off the back rim. It was that close. Oh, I would have loved it if they won, but honestly, congrats to Stanford. They were a really good team. They were the best team of the year. Ooh, there's a wasp outside. I'm gonna yeah murder uh, it. So keep going. Played amazingly well for Stanford and really came up clutch in the last quarter too um and also she would be a great college roommate she just looks like she's just having fun out there which i'd love to see yeah always she has a smile on her face oh 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 wait i okay. have one is everything fine thing. um so <laughs> williams right the player for stanford tell um, me who's really really good yeah, I I thought that like throughout the games, like she definitely played well. Yeah, but I feel like, and I could be totally wrong about this. So, you know, Williams, call me up and tell me that I'm wrong if I'm wrong. But I, it seemed like she didn't have a game where she really just like went off and just completely took over. Like she had plenty of highlights, 
But the games that I saw at least, I mean, Stanford plays like team ball anyway. So I guess this is all just bullshit. But sometimes I felt like watching her, she knows how good she is. (laughs) She knows she's like a world beater, like an amazing, amazing player. And I think it a little bit got in her head, like a little bit like overcomplicating things. But I could also be totally fucking wrong with that. <laughs> no, I can see that. Because if you if you watch um a couple of Stanford's games before the final four, um they okay. she was yeah. that player. I mean, they always had a well rounded out game, but there were a couple times when she was just like, It's the second half and I can't miss and I'm gonna make twenty points this half. So it was just before the games got super, super down to the wire. And before, like, you know what I said earlier about um, Ari McDonald going up against UConn? And I was like, the further that a team goes where, like, one player is the star, the more that they get exposed. And, like, mm-hmm. can't really rely on that. First of all, I was wrong because Ari McDonald literally <laughs> almost carried that team, was one point away from carrying them to a national title. Um, but I think Williams on Stanford was that player at the beginning of the tournament. So people started to really hone in on, like, defensively on her. And, like, that dampened her output a little bit. And then, but then they just had people like Pretzel and Haley Jones that were just like, hey, what up? It doesn't matter. Like, she's still gonna, if she's taking you, you're, you, you're like their best defensor, defensive player away. Whoa. I almost just like didn't even speak English. Um, then I'm just gonna be open for three and I'm gonna hit them all. So before mm-hmm. the final four, she was okay. kind of going off and then she kind of tampered down. But yeah, it does. It also, the pressure of the final mm-hmm. four might have gotten to her for sure. Yeah. It's a different animal. Um, what what else about what else about the game? Also, really quick out. Okay, really quick out. I want to talk about just Stanford in their season and the fact that they, because of the county they were in in Northern California and COVID, athletic competition was canceled. So they were on the road for over sixty days, living out of hotels and buses to play at other universities before they could go back to their actual place of residence. Um, so they had an insane season um, and still came out on top. Like. Kudos to them. I think that actually prepared them for the tournament really well because um, they were used to being on the road so much and playing away from home. But still, that's nuts. I would never want to do that. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, it was, I think, what was it, like 60 days that they were just going, either living in a hotel in Las Vegas was- or on the road? I would lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's what it was. It was sixty yeah. something days, crazy. It's two months. <laughs> For those who don't know, um, yeah. But congratulations to Stanford, I guess. Whatever. We'll see. In- oh, mm-hmm. next year it's fucking on. Ari, or um, sorry, not Ari McDonald. Um, Ozzy Fudd coming into UConn. We're gonna have two Paige Beckers. You're gonna try and stop us. You're not. You're not. Aliyah Edwards gonna go ham. I am. We are graduating. No one yeah, is leaving. They're all staying there. No one. Oof. Oof. UConn has to be the yeah. favorite to win the title next year. And I'm not just saying that. They were in the final four this year. They're not graduating anyone. And they're getting the number one prospect. South Carolina is going to be so scary. Oh my gosh. This is a crazy, crazy time. I love women's basketball and I love women's <laughs> sports. And Draymond Green has sucked my little dick. Next year's tourney is going to be better than this year's, which I can't believe. And we'll be back for it, folks. Competitive things will be courtside. 
because by that time we're gonna have sponsors. We're gonna we're gonna have live <laughs> interviews. Sponsors. Oh my god! I just realized I'm wearing a shirt that I thought is mine, but it's Johnny's. I've Take never it. seen this Wear before. It. Um, I'm gonna wear it next year too. I'm gonna wear it until let's, I'm gonna wear this shirt until UConn wins a national championship. My fashion advice is: if you're gonna wear a pattern, make sure that it's a pattern that is a fractal. I I agree. That's that too <laughs> is my fashion advice. <laughs> and yeah, I think I think that's the best fashion advice that has ever been stated to the world publicly. Um, what is what is Sabah's thing to watch? Or that was, was my that, thing was to your wear. Fashion advice, your thing to, to watch, wear though. instead. Uh, Fractals. Shin Godzilla, the 2016 Godzilla okay. movie, is insane. It's so funny and good. It, it's about Godzilla, but it's mostly about how Shin, Godzilla like, shows up your leg in Japan and is like you know destroying the city or whatever, and the bureaucracy of Japan cannot deal with it they're like pass a note to the to the secretary of agriculture who needs to talk to like the department of the interior to to do all this and like meanwhile godzilla is literally <laughs> destroying tokyo um it is so good and it also deals with some actually like really heavy shit um but it's like what if godzilla really did attack japan in 2016 what the fuck would actually happen and it's really really good i got godzilla <laughs> in my shins <laughs> this episode is overbaked we are cooked we are burnt we are blackened fish i'm gonna play us out we're done (laughs) i love it